Welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speechwriter and booker, and I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. Hi, U-Turn friends. It's Ashley here. Ashley Stahl, if it's your first time listening. And it's been a minute since I've sent you a solo episode. And with everything that's happening in the world right now, I felt inspired to share and to connect and to support anyone who's feeling just as heavy as I am. It feels so tiring to feel so heartbroken, doesn't it? Like, to feel the world. I was actually thinking my sister who passed away in 2018, um, she was an addict. And I just remember with her addiction, um, my family needing to eventually stop helping her because in a way we were enabling her by providing her with a home. It was almost like her addiction got worse. And so eventually we were advised to let her hit her rock bottom. And what that looked like for my big sister was uh, for her to become homeless. And that eventually killed her. And, you know, obviously the whole thing was heartbreaking. But what I took with me amongst many things from that was that whenever there's somebody homeless in the street, I noticed that a lot of people don't want to look at them because it's like really hard to look at them. It's really hard to let yourself see what they're going through. It's hard to lock eyes. Or even when I lived in New York City, I didn't want to lock eyes because I didn't know if I was safe. Like, you know, were they mentally well? Were they going to come at me? Um, And so in my sister's honor, I've had this commitment to acknowledge people who are homeless And in doing that, I realized that for all of us, it takes a lot of effort to get our own shit together in our life, right? Like no matter how much privilege we do or we don't have, existing on this planet takes a lot of effort and being mentally well on this planet can take a lot of effort. And so I understand why so many of us navigate our own heartbreaks, our own life, our own needs, our own siblings that pass away or whatever, God forbid, you know, pain that you have to face. We work really hard to be here on the planet. Like just existing is such an achievement, right? Like we need to go to school or maybe you don't go to school. Maybe, you know, you got to work, you got to put food on the table. We, and a lot of it is beautiful, right? Like we get to do it, but it takes so much energy and commitment that sometimes by the time we get ourselves in order, our mental health, our well-being, putting food on the table, providing, navigating that family member that has that sickness or whatever it is, that it's really hard to look at the homeless person on the street. It's like, oh man, I'm using everything I have. I can't look at heartbreak. I can't look at parts of the world that don't have it together because it's been so much effort for me to have me together. And I get that. There's That's so valid to feel like tired and to feel human and to have limits. Um, And so it's almost like I have a conflicting message in this episode today as I'm thinking about what's going on in the world and the absolute like 
heartbreak of these families in Israel who it's, you know, six, seven, eight in the morning, they're woken up by militants that are killing their, their babies and their families. And, you know, the kids who are going to a music festival and never made it home. It is devastating. And, and then to think about the innocent children and families living in Gaza who are in the crossfire of war. And, you know, I know the statistics in Gaza, like there's a large population of youth there because it's it's the case that so many people in Gaza don't live long. It's a hard place to live. I am so not a historian or an expert on these two political topics. I've read and I've read and I've read. I majored in history. I actually studied the black slave trade. And let me tell you, like in this time right now, I don't know, you know, if you've researched human trafficking, there are more children and women being trafficked right now, meaning they don't have control over their bodies. They don't have their rights. They're being sold into sex slavery. People are making money off of them. There are more people being trafficked right now than the entire black slave trade. And so when we tune in to Russia and the Ukraine or Taiwan and China, Japan, all these, all these government tensions and world issues and impending wars and injustices, it is so hard to even like function. And so I feel so torn sometimes between my own humanity and these feelings of having responsibility to open your eyes and look out of respect, to open your heart and cry out of reverence, out of humanity for the pain and heartbreak that the world goes through. And I often think about this one day I was, it was like right out of college. I remember a girlfriend I had in college. She was this great girl named Ashley also. Her dad passed away and she was one of many girlfriends, you know, that I had in college that I loved all these women. We were just a group of really close knit friends. And I remember her dad died. And that day I almost felt as if my own dad died. I took on the pain that she was in. And I called my mom in tears and I said, I'm, I'm really struggling today. And she said, what's going on? And I told her, you know, this girl's dad passed away. It was a freak accident. And she said to me, Ashley, one day your dad is going to die, but today isn't that day for you. One day you'll have that day and you're going to feel that pain, but you don't have to feel that pain today. That's not your pain to carry today. And that's helped me in a lot of ways as an empath and someone who feels things to have some energy boundaries around like taking on other people's pain. But I do feel like as humans, and this is my own thought, so you can you can believe what you, you believe, take what I think or throw it away. I think that it's so important you think your own thoughts. But I feel like as humans, 
we have a responsibility, especially when we have a lot to be grateful for. We have food on the table. We have jobs. We have, you know, I was just on a Zoom call with somebody processing their feelings the other day and thinking about this war that's going on in the Middle East. And I was thinking like, what a privilege that it's sunny outside and I get to walk my dog and we have the privilege of just processing our feelings. Like that's the problem we're working through today. And it doesn't minimize our problem, right? Um, I remember when I worked at Camp Ronald McDonald, I, I was a volunteer counselor for kids who had cancer. And I did this for a few summers just as a volunteer. And I remember I was in high school at one point, I was going through a breakup with my five-year high school boyfriend. And one of the little girls at the Camp Ronald McDonald, she, I saw that she caught me crying over my breakup. I, I was, you know, this volunteer counselor. I stepped outside and I had some tears in my eyes. And I remember she stopped me and I, I said to her, and she was like nine years old. And I said, I'm so sorry. You're catching me crying. You're going through so much. You have your cancer. You're here for camp and I'm your counselor. I want to, I want to smile for you and be here with you. And I'm sorry, I'm crying. She said, well, why are you crying? And I said, I broke up with my boyfriend. I was with him for five years and I really loved him. And and she st and I said, but, you know, I know that you're going through so much, too. And she took my hand, this little nine-year-old, uh, and she said, and my camp name was Bug. My mom called me Asher Bug growing up, so they call me Bug. She said, Bug, she said, your heart is this big. My heart is this big. And when it hurts, it just hurts, and it's the same. And while I find it hard now looking back to think that the heartache of being afraid that you're going to lose somebody just playing soccer on the beach, you know, like you live in a place that's not safe and people are dying around you, that that kind of heartbreak would feel anything like the kind of heartbreak I might feel when, you know, something happens in my life here in the United States. But what I've come to terms with for myself when it comes to energy boundaries and also caring about the world and being a good person is a couple things. Number one, I feel a responsibility as an entrepreneur, as a working person, as a person who has so much to be grateful for, to give back in some way. And I think that giving money is a very powerful and direct way to be helpful. And so I've really felt this motivation to earn as much as I can, not from a place of greed, from a place of giving. And it's so deep in my heart. So I just encourage you if there's something you care about, if there's a cause close to your heart, whether it's, you know, I donate to St. Jude's, you know, kids who have cancer, the Children's Hospital, uh, Ronald McDonald, I donate to dog rescues. And I don't consider myself super duper wealthy, but I find space in my budgets to donate. So that's one thing is make as much money as possible and give back. And we've been hearing that. And if you're listening right now and your needs aren't met and you're still fending to survive, I have no judgment that you can't give back in the way you want to and that you've got to take care of yourself. The second thing that's become true for me is to become aware of certain causes that I just genuinely care so much about. I care a lot about human rights. I care a lot about animal rights. I care a lot about climate change. So those are three things that I've told myself and obviously human rights is a pretty sweeping category. So I kind of pick and choose just based on the fact that no human being has capacity to read all the books and all the history and all the things that we need to know 
to really make decisions. And history is a biased narrative and it's almost impossible. And that's what I learned working in national security and counterterrorism at the Pentagon in my 20s and going to graduate school and learning languages and immersing myself in different cultures. I'm no expert. What I did learn, though, is the more I knew, the less I knew. The more history I read, the less things made sense, the more questions I had. And so what I've come to decide is pick your causes, pick things you want to care about, pick things you want to give back to. And if you can't give back financially, educate yourself. And secondly, going back to this idea of walking down the street and seeing the homeless person and you don't want to look at them, you know, because I see people every day, they, they turn their face, they don't want to look and I get it. It's, it hurts to look. Let yourself look at the things that you want to make an impact on in some way. So I care about homelessness. I care about human rights. I care about animal. Obviously, you care about all these things as a human being, but choose the things that you're going to invest in and trust that that's your dharma, that there's purpose and fulfillment in you caring about causes that mean something to you. And I know that sometimes it can feel like I'm one person. How can any of my money, how can my tears, how can my care do anything for these families in Israel or these little kids in in Gaza that are so scared and trying to get out of their territory and they're walking over rubble and trying to be safe? How does anything I do make an impact But I think that at the very least, we know that thinking that way and and putting our hands up and surrendering and not giving back is the absolute worst, the apathy, the, the giving up on. And so I encourage you to really check in with yourself today and to say, what are the things that are hard for me to look at? And you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to not have to look at them because the world's really heavy. But also ask yourself the question, what are the things that I care to look at? What are the things in this world that mean something to me extra? What do I have a pull towards? And I want to invite you to start getting educated, to start taking a look to start having conversations with people, not from a place of trying to convince anyone. If you want to have influence over somebody, convincing is the lowest frequency of transferring belief. You are never going to have influence over somebody that you're pushing and convincing. But to be someone that is genuinely informed, to be someone who can say, I've chosen to open my eyes to these two or three things, and I've actually read books about them, watched documentaries about them, and here's the conclusion I formed about them. And when I have enough money to take care of myself, whatever that is for you, these are the causes I'm going to give back to. I think about myself. The past four years, I've been a spokesperson for SoFi, and I just stepped down after four amazing years working with them. I love them. And I've thought to myself, in my dharma, I want to make docuseries about things I care about for Netflix, for Amazon Prime, whatever it is. And if you're listening and you are someone that can help me do that, I would love to hear from you. But I also want to contribute and be as informed as I can so that anyone who wants to listen and I happen to be in a conversation with, I can shed some light and 
I can use the skills that I've honed. So in the future, I plan to use my spokesperson skills for one of these causes that I care about, for human rights, for human trafficking, for homelessness, for climate change. And I encourage you to ask yourself as someone who's devoted to listening to this show and to having a purpose in your life, and your purpose doesn't have to have anything to do with your work, but if you want to bring more fulfillment in your work, ask yourself, what's my best skill set? What are the things I want to open my eyes to? How can I get educated on them? And how can one day when my needs are met, when I have a savings, when I invest and I take care of myself, if I choose to do that, how can I use my skills to give back when my needs are met, when I have enough? How can I overflow into the world? And at the bare minimum, how can I be grateful today for my circumstances and whatever they look like. So whatever side of the political aisle you're on, whatever your beliefs are, I'm sending you so much love as you navigate the heaviest of the world this week. And, you know, I hate to end this on a heavy note, but this whole thing has felt really heavy. And I hope that there's some relief or insight or benefit for you listening here. But I just can't help but think when I think about the terrorist attack in Israel and and I think about all these little babies that lost their life. I think about the cartels in Mexico and how every day that's happening. I think about how the news is showing us things and putting a spotlight on things that I know is the normal in other places every day. And again, we can't look at it all. But do a sweep. Look at what's going on in the world and ask yourself, what do you care about? And how can you give your love back? All right. I'm sending you lots of love. I'm signing off. And um, thank you for listening. And share this with someone who is feeling a lot and maybe just needs some reflections on what to do with all their feelings today. I would love for you to pass this to them if you think it might comfort them in making art out of the pain of the world out of the helplessness that we can feel. And I would love to hear from you on Instagram or wherever. And if you've been listening a long time, thank you for being here with me in this crazy, wild human experience. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, 
serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.